Welcome, Bird Gang, and welcome to the season's first football Thursday. That's what happens when you have a short week. On today's show, third time's the charm, right? Cardinals with a third chance to clinch a playoff spot. Mike Jarecki has his three keys to victory. First, though, who's going to the Pro Bowl? It's Cardinals Cover 2, Episode 515, and it starts now. Welcome to Cardinals Cover 2 with Craig Grealoux and Mike Jarecki. Cardinals Cover 2 is presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, and by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. Going for Hopkins, one-handed catch and a touchdown! DeAndre Hopkins. Here's Craig Grealoux and Mike Jarecki. The number is four. Four players named the Pro Bowl, which I think is about right, MJ. I think when you're, for the most part, the number one team in the National Football League for a good majority of the season, especially when the voting was occurring. We're talking about fans, players, coaches. Four is pretty good. Maybe it could have been a little bit more, but I like the number four. It's a solid number in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, the situation is you're talking about, you know, the best of the best in each conference. And, you know, the voting was done before, you know, Kyler Murray and the Cardinals lost their last couple of games. You know, the Colts had the most. They had seven. And then, you know, I always talked about, you know, when you have really a good record, usually you get, you know, five or six. Now, you know, you look at Kyler Murray. I think DeAndre Hopkins would have been if he was able to play more games. Uh, Buda Baker, to me, when it comes to 66 of the 100%, is peers and coaches. I think that's the reason why. Um, and Chandler Jones, maybe he's been grandfathered in. Um but for the most part, I mean, James Conner, obviously well-deserving. He, he's kind of been carrying the load when Chase was out. I think Jalen Thompson, you know, again, you're talking about two or three different um, players at each position. Um, you know, the NFC is loaded at left tackle, so it's always going to be hard for Hump to get in there. Um, you know, Kelvin Beecham obviously was the guy that was getting some votes, and I think it's because, you know, he interacts on social media, and that helps. Um but I thought Jalen Thompson deserved to either be an alternate or not. So four players, you mentioned them, Buda Baker, James Conner, Chandler Jones, Kyler Murray, Baker and Jones selected as starters. For Baker, this is the fourth time, third straight season. Conner, his second, first with the Cardinals. Jones, his fourth, third with the Cardinals. And Murray, back-to-back seasons, making it to the Pro Bowl. Murray over Stafford. And I woke up this morning to that debate as far as why Kyler Murray over Matthew Stafford. Obviously, the teams have the same record. I think Stafford has better individual numbers when it comes to passing yards and passing touchdowns. And again, it's flip a coin if you want, but that was something that was making the rounds earlier in the day. Yeah, and you know, when it it comes to the quarterbacks, uh, there were some some young quarterbacks under 27 years old, and you 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 start looking at the future, and things like AFC may be more top-heavy, and that's going to benefit the Cardinals moving forward once Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers decide to retire. Now, that's not going to happen anytime soon. Uh, Quickly here, some of the um, alternates. Nine players. Nine players, wow. See, to me, now it's a matter of who gets to play in the Super Bowl. Hopefully it's the Cardinals. they got bigger fish to fry. Zach Ertz, Marcus Golden, Max Garcia, DeAndre Hopkins, Rodney Hudson, Hump, Andy Lee, Byron Murphy Jr., and Matt Prater. Again, I want to see Jalen Thompson in there. I think he's had a, he's had a breakout season. Coaches, I think, respect 
what Thompson has been able to do and maybe to a certain extent the players. He's just not a household name when it comes to fans and fans voting. So something that he'll maybe get to. Again, it's early in his career, and sometimes it does take a couple of seasons to establish yourself as far as being the forefront when people start talking about the Pro Bowl, which will be played on Sunday, February 6th at Allegiant Stadium. This notes on Kyler Murray. I found this interesting because you think about all the quarterbacks the Cardinals have had, a Kurt Warner, a Carson Palmer, a Jake Plummer. Those quarterbacks never did what Kyler Murray just accomplished. Third quarterback joining Jim Hart and Neil Lomax, the only Cardinals quarterback to receive multiple Pro Bowl selections. And I was not aware of that. I thought Warner was in and Palmer in. But when you're talking about that quarterback position, even when Warner and Palmer played, the best of the best, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, still, Aaron Rodgers, still. So it is tough when you're selecting three in each conference. Yeah, and Brady was selected to his 15th Pro Bowl, most by any player in NFL history. Aaron Rodgers, 10. And then you look at the four quarterbacks selected, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, and Kyler Murray, all under the age of 27. And three of those four guys are in the other conference. Good. (laughs) Exactly. Well, you're going to have to play them at some point. And the Cardinals will see seven Colts Pro Bowlers on Saturday. Jonathan Taylor, offensive lineman, Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly on the defensive side, Darius Leonard, DeForest Buckner, Kenny Moore, and their long snapper, Luke Rhodes, all selected to the Pro Bowl. Again, that's on February 6th at Allegiant Stadium. Hopefully for the Cardinals, they don't have to worry about that game because if you're in the Super Bowl, you do not participate in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, and, and, you know, again, the Matthew Stafford, it's nice to see, you know, Kyler Murray, he was number two, and then Aaron Rodgers looks like he would be the starter. Brady, obviously, those those teams will be going deep in the playoffs unless they knock each other off in that second round. So, yeah, and I'm glad James Conner, you know, was recognized because there's a lot of good backs in the league, obviously maybe more in the AFC versus the NFC, but Alvin Kamara – um, Delvin Cook. I mean, you have really good backs. Zeke Elliott's been in, in that equation for the year, you know, over the years. So, and it, you know, it was interesting when it comes to Kyler Murray, just his accolades since he's been a rookie, a rookie of the year, back-to-back Pro Bowls. I mean, he's 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 going to be a guy that's going to be, you know, between five and ten Pro Bowls. Obviously, he's got to stay healthy and obviously play at a high level. Something that we hope happens for these final three games. We'll get to the matchup on Saturday, but James Conner asked about making the Pro Bowl, quote, it's a story of hard work, faith, and opportunity. Obviously, last season dealing with an injury and then obviously moving on from the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he gave a lot of credit, quote, forever grateful to Michael Bidwell and Steve Kahn for the opportunity here with the Cardinals. I... Not exactly sure what his own expectations were, but obviously with Chase Edmonds going down and Connor showing the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield during training camp, his role within this offense has certainly been more than I think anyone in this building or outside anticipated. Yeah, and and you always say, well, you know, you could find a running back, but we know that he was a huge upgub over Kenyon Drake. I will give Kenyon Drake credit. When they made the trade, he really helped his team in the last eight games of the season. Um, and, you know, he hasn't really done a whole lot with the, with the Raiders. Obviously, they got Josh Jacobs there. But, you know, I wouldn't rule it out that the Cardinals try to bring him back. Now, you know, as a free agent uh, in, in the pounding you take over the years and, 
you know, he, he's probably, you know, has some uh, some interest out there. But, again, he likes playing in this offense. Obviously, the weather, practice on grass, there's a lot of factors. But I wouldn't begrudge a guy if he wants to test the waters. But, I, you know, I don't know. If, you know, some people think, what was Drake making, 8.2 that year on, on a transition tag? I believe that sounds about right. Okay. So, it was a high price. Yeah. And, and again, it, the Cardinals didn't have to force themselves to draft a running back in the first round. It would have been arrest, interesting if Collins wasn't on the board and I.G. Harris was there. And I wouldn't have taken him there. I would have moved down where Pittsburgh took him in the early 20s. But I would try to bring him back. I know that Chase Edmonds is a guy they would like to retain. Um, and to me, you can also find a back in the draft, a young back. And, and uh, I'm really intrigued with Jonathan Ward and maybe some more of Eno Benjamin. So – that may not be a position that is a need, but you like to keep what you have considering it's difficult to learn this offense and all these guys have been in there at least one year or going back to Kingsbury's first year three years ago. One other notes on Connor. He addressed the media about the Pro Bowl, and obviously we're asking about his status for this week because he has not been on the practice field all week with a heel injury. Different foot than the ankles injury he dealt with the week prior. Connor, quote, I'm confident that he'll be able to play and making progress. So I think it's, and he touched on it, a lot to deal with pain tolerance and how he's feeling when he wakes up Saturday morning and maybe even tests it out a little bit. But I do expect James Conner to play. Not so sure about Rondell Moore, him dealing with that ankle injury. Max Garcia was on the practice field on Thursday, so making progress with respects to that. Still have not seen Rodney Hudson. He remains in on the reserve COVID-19 list. There's a possibility he could test out of that, according to head coach Cliff Kingsbury. So if he's out and Garcia's in, Garcia is your center. If Hudson's back, then Garcia is your right guard, and the offensive line is intact. Yeah, uh, nothing against Sean Harlow, but uh, you know he's uh, helped his team out in the pinch. Um, obviously, he's you know hearing the reps uh, in training camp based on Pew missing some time. But this DeForest Buckner, he's no joke. We talk about Aaron Donald and Geno Atkins and some of these other defensive tackles. I mean, in the perfect world, I hope Hudson can gets cleared and then Max Garcia be a right guard. But because uh, nothing against Josh Jones and, and Sean Harlow, that's not ideal going against the Colts. Um, and we know how good their offensive line is, and that puts more pressure on the defense to try to make something happen when it comes to Carson Wentz. But, yeah. That would be ideal, getting Hudson back, settle that back down a little bit. We know he helps make the calls. He's really good when it comes to run blocking and pass protection. And then Garcia's probably better off at guard than center because, you know, going in, that was his natural position. But the thing is, the one thing I do like about Garcia and Jones and Harlow is they have some position flexibility. You any curious on whether if Garcia is good, and you start Harlow or Marcus Henry at center and put guard and uh, put get Max Garcia at right guard over Josh Jones, or is that is that too many many moving parts and you're vulnerable vulnerable at too many positions? I take Garcia over Josh Jones. It all hinges on Hudson coming back. You need to have like, that I, center yes. solidified. Yeah, I mean, again, Forrest Buckner is no joke, and we you know. Uh, Cardinals got a chance to face him when he was with San Francisco. You know, obviously Chris Ballard felt he was worthy enough to make a trade, and he's having an outstanding season. On the defensive side, Jordan Phillips ruled out with a knee injury, so that defensive line does take a hit, and the defensive line is going to be needed a lot on Saturday because of Jonathan Taylor 
And say what you want about Jordan Phillips. He's had his moments, and they have not been good moments, but he's also played well. I wouldn't say it's been great considering what they're paying him, but he has been part of the rotation. Anytime you lose a piece of that rotation, you're going to suffer. Now it's up to the other six guys and hopefully six healthy guys, and we'll see if any move is made from a practice squad standpoint, but you're looking now at a rotation that includes Corey Peters, Zach Allen, Michael Dogby, Rashard Lawrence, Lucky Fotu, and Zach Kerr, the latter of whom is dealing with rib injuries. Yeah, and I like the way Rashad Lawrence, um, you know, gives him some flexibility there. I think, you know, you rotate those two with Corey Peters uh, and Lawrence and then, you know, Dogby and, and Zach Allen and hopefully Zach Kerr. Um, could use more as a defensive end slash defensive tackle. So, and, and again, they need to bring their A game, and hopefully they get a good rotation. But, you know, Rashard Lawrence is a young guy, and he can do a little bit more than some of those other guys. And this final note with respects to the roster, Andy Lee placed on the reserve COVID-19 list. It's not expected to test outs or be available on Saturday. So the team did sign Ryan Winslow to the practice squad, someone that was with the Cardinals earlier in the preseason. Earlier this year, kicked for a couple of games with the Carolina Panthers, did play back in 2019 with the Cardinals. So he would be your punter and holder if Andy Lee is unavailable, which it does sound like he will not be available this week. You know, the thing is, Ryan Winslow was in training camp with the Cardinals for a couple of weeks. So, the, you know, there is some experience. We did see him on the practice field. We're number 16. You can see he's got a relationship with Jeff Rogers, Aaron Brewer, Matt Brader. So it's not like you're pulling a guy off somebody else's practice squad. So there is some familiarity. And, again, we won't talk about it unless something happens with the hold. And, you know, obviously, you know, whether it's directional kicking or just putting the ball high for hang time, let your unit go down and make tackles. Special teams is like the officiating crew. You're doing a good job when you don't get noticed. Yeah, and that's it's it's the it's the hard part of being a kicker, punter, long snapper. You're expected to be perfect every single time, and that's just the expectation. You're not going to get noticed. You're not going to get a pat on the back. But if you're not perfect, everyone's going to let you know about it, and. It's a hard position to be in, but props to those players that can handle it because I do think it's more mental than anything else. Yeah, and like I said, if it was somebody new, I'm sure he'd have to spend time after practice, and we know these guys are really close, but it's this game could come down to a kick. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, you, you look at the teams, they kind of mirror each other in certain areas now. Um, I think they have a better offensive line. They have a better running game, but I'll take the one-two punch than, you know, Taylor's having a great year, so I don't want to downplay that. I'm saying you like to have that guy, but I like what the Cardinals do. I think it's 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 worthy. Connor's become the short yardage guy, and Chase has become more of a 20 to 20 yard line. But you look at the stats and you know touchdowns and running rushing touchdowns. Now, you know Carson Wentz isn't putting up the same numbers, obviously, when it comes to running. But uh, there's a lot of stats that are very similar here, and that tells me this game is pretty even. So it could come down to a special teams play or a kick. Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. We are getting closer and closer to Mike Jarecki's three keys to victory, Bird Gang. But first things first, playoff scenarios. The NFL announced earlier on Thursday what it's going to take for teams to clinch either the division or a spot 
and the playoffs. And for the Cardinals, it's a very simple scenario. It's one we've had the last two weeks. When and you're in. There are six other scenarios, all dealing with some combination of the 49ers, Eagles, and Vikings losing. 49ers are at Tennessee on Thursday night football. Eagles host the Giants. Vikings host the Rams. By the way, the Rams can clinch a playoff spot with the win. And noted on Thursday that the Rams will not have to deal with running back Dalvin Cook. He's been placed on the reserve COVID-19 list. So you're rooting for the Vikings, but that combination, Vikings losing, that helps the Cardinals back into the postseason, but it hurts the Cardinals because now all of a sudden you're keeping on the same uh, level as the Rams. So, again, only scenario I'm worried about, MJ, on Saturday is winning you're in. And Correct. then let's see if the Vikings can upset the Rams on Sunday. And the Titans and the 49ers tonight on Thursday night football. And, again, you know, it looks like two or three teams are definitely going to be in from the NFC West just based where they are right now. Rams have 10 wins. Cardinals have 10 wins. The Cardinals on the tiebreaker, you know, and we'll just have to wait and see. But, um, yeah, I mean, at this point, you know, Dallas, Green Bay, and Tampa, it'd be nice to see them get another loss. Just just for pecking order and seeding, I think that right now the Packers, you know, I think they have the Browns this week. Browns, Vikings, and Lions are their three remaining So games. two out of the next three, and, of course, the Lions, you know, maybe they'll play as hard as they did against us. But, anyway, so – I'm not rooting it. I'm just pulling for those teams. It would be nice to see some of those teams above the Cardinals get another loss while the Cardinals can get a win. Packers 11-3, and Cowboys, Buccaneers, and Cardinals all 10-4, and and the Cardinals with the tiebreaker advantage over the Rams because of a better division record. So you're looking at the Packers with 11 wins and then four teams with 10 wins. 49ers, the sixth seed. The Vikings, the seventh seed. Got the Eagles and Saints in there as well. Vikings, Eagles, and Saints all tied at seven wins apiece. But the Vikings, via tiebreakers, have that seven seed. So these final three games, there's going to be a lot of jockeying for position, not only to get that seven seed, but also, hey, are you on the road or are you at home that first round? Craig, only one team is class yeah. in the playoff. In either conference. One, the Packers. There's 27 teams are still in, in contention now. I'm sure they all have to win out and get some help. Now you got a 17-game schedule. It makes sense because now you got, you know, an extra game and, you know, teams are jockeying position, you know. the bet. So one team has clinched the playoff berth. The NFL's got to love this. I mean, and, you know, the Cardinals, when they play the Cowboys next week, that game has been flexed to the afternoon. That's the number one crew with uh, Aikman and Buck. So it's going to be fascinating, and they're kind of cute on that last week of the season where, you know, early games and then late games, and then all of a sudden, you know, uh, the night game, and teams have to wait. My thing is the Cardinals control their own destiny. They controlled it last year. We know what happened. Don't need to pick that scab. So just take care of business. I know it's going to be a tough game, and there are really no easy games in December. You know, guys are – uh, you know, coaches are fighting for their jobs. If a guy's a free agent, he may not be on the roster next year. So it's a little different animal than the first month of the season. 6.15 is kickoff on Christmas night. 2.30 pregame coverage begins on the Arizona Cardinals radio network. And, yes, it is an exclusive game on Amazon. But if you're on the Phoenix market, if you can access Fox 10, 
the game is going to be over the air. So keep that in mind as well. And then just a little note on Week 17, that Cardinals-Cowboys game. You mentioned flex to the lake window, 225 on Fox. So hopefully we get the Troy Aikman, Joe Buck crew for that contest. But first things first, and that is this week, Week 16. Cardinals 10-4, and four, Colts 8-6. and six. Cardinals looking for that 11th win, that elusive 11th win, MJ. They are back-to-back losses for the first time all season. The Cardinals want to put it into that. So without further ado, Mike Jarecki's three keys to victory because we know you win, clinch a playoff spot, end a three-game home losing streak, and snap a two-game losing streak in prime time. Yeah, and hopefully this team can end up winning the division because that's the goal for every team, win the division, and you host a playoff game, and then tee it up after that. All right, my three keys for victory for the Redbirds. I've talked about it all week. Uh, I was hoping it would happen last week. Run the football. Don't abandon the run. And I know when you fall behind 14 to 17, nothing, you know, it obviously it affects the play calling. Cliff's got to, you know, look at his call sheet and, you know, you don't want to be, uh, you know, conservative, but you want to push the envelope a little bit, but it's a little bit more difficult when you're playing with a lead. So run the football, establish the run, and that will open up play play action on the outside and I believe this team uh, learned our lesson last week I think we're hearing all the right things and now let's go out there and and it really it's not so much Cliff calling the run plays with Connor and Edmonds it's more about the offensive line opening up holes and that's what that's what they're going to have to do but I think if they can run the football and Kyler's a luxury there um, but running the football again uh, that that's a physicality of the game and obviously, if you can get them on their heels, that will go a long way. Um, and I'm not saying 40 runs. I mean, you want to see some balance on offense, but they have to make a – it's a priority, in my opinion, run the football. 21 carries last week, not a season low. They had 20 carries against the Packers and Panthers. Now, a low rushing total as far as number of attempts, those are coming in losses. But I think your point needs to be mentioned that in the first half alone, Again, it was 10 nothing, and then the Lions scored at the end of the first half. 10 nothing, and I'll keep bringing it up because no one can tell me differently. Chase Edmonds and James Conner combined for three carries in the first half. I don't care how many plays that were run or not run. That's inexcusable. And whether that's on Cliff as the play caller or Kyler checking out of plays, something's got to change, and I think everything's been said correctly this week. Now it's a matter of, okay, You've said it. Now do you actually act on those words? Yeah, and what you just said is is coming up on some of my keys here, so I won't waste any more time. Uh, Murray needs to play a lot better. The MVP conversation is over. Take what the defense gives you. He hasn't been seeing the field as well. I know he's a little rusty coming back from the injury, um, but he, he needs to go back to how he was playing earlier in the season. I, I, again, if he's checking out a plays, um, listen – Cliff puts enough work in on film session. Uh, I understand if some, uh, uh, pre-snap, if they change their formation or you see something. I mean, he, you know, he he has learned how to read defenses. And, you know, uh, there's a stat you and I were reading yesterday. And when teams play that cover two on him, that high cover two, he's got five interceptions. So you can't force it. And sometimes, you, you know, some of those picks came down in the red zone. Um, but you got to protect the football. So I, I don't think he's seen the field like he was early in the season. That tells me he's going through his check down and he's trying to improvise it. Let the play come to you. Take what the defense gives you. If you have to dink and dunk the entire day, go for it. 
and get that screen game going. Get them off. You know, again, uh, they're going to try to put pressure on Murray. That's the idea. Knock him down, put him in third and long, and then try to tee off on him. But I, I wanted to see him go back the way he was playing uh, when this team was 8-1. and one. And that's rely on everyone yeah. around him. Don't be a hero. Don't do too much. And I think, especially when this team is trailing, he tries to put everything on his shoulders. And I get it. Just know that you've got help. It's not always have to be you as the quarterback. And it can't be you only as a quarterback because you can't win a game by yourself. Someone's got to catch the ball, and you got to hand the ball off. And I don't want to see Kyler Murray running around every day. Yeah, so those are my three keys now. When it comes to the act factor, I was talking to a scout today, and you know he's he must listen to the podcast, which I appreciate because you've been harping <laughs> on running the football. He goes, well, what we've talked about is we have to get positive yards on first down, three or four yards. So now we're at second six. Now it's not a predictable uh, throw, and then you get into third and two, and now you can do what you want. And when it's third and two, and you're past mid forty yard line, now it becomes a four down territory. So. He said the way he looks at it, he's not involved in the game plan, but he said we got to get more positive yards on first down and on both sides of the ball. You know, like the X factor would be Cardinals getting positive yards and then eliminating the Colts on first down. We know that they're going to run the ball. Possibly the Cardinals are anticipating 35 runs. It could be 30 runs from Taylor. So – uh, obviously, positive yards for the Cardinals on th- on first down, and then trying to l- limit those big plays for the Colts. So, X factor first down on both sides of the ball: Cardinals defense, Cardinals offense. And what have we said when things don't happen on first down well defensively? And then all of a sudden, it's second and manageable, third and manageable, and you can't get aggressive as a play caller if you're Vance Joseph. Then on the other side, if you're not winning first down as an offense and it's second and long, third and long, whether it's a tackle for loss or a penalty, and more times than not the past two weeks, it's been too many penalties that have put this team behind the sticks. Now all of a sudden you become one-dimensional as a passing offense and teams recognize that and can be a little bit more aggressive. So I like it. It's one of those X factors that we haven't heard or seen all season long, but I do think, you know, you can always point to the line of scrimmage, but winning on first down, offensively and defensively. It's not third down, it's first down. Yeah, and in Kingsbury he told us um to the to the media on Thursday, he you know, he he said this game could come down to turnovers. And I didn't add it to it because I think that's, you know, if you protect the football, you got a better chance to win. If you can get a pick six or a special teams turnover, that increases your chances to win. But the Cardinals have, haven't been, you know, winning the uh, turnover battle, and that was something they did really well on the road. Now they got to do that at home. So, um, again, that's what Cliff brought up, and I think he obviously he's accurate knowing that how important it is to protect the football, especially this time of the year. Right, my intangibles, we need or they need their best players, meaning their five-star players, to play like it. That means Kyler Murray. That means, you know, uh, Christian Kirk and A.J. Green. Not saying he's a far star, but he's a starter. Uh, that means Chandler Jones. That means Buda Baker. That means Jalen Thompson. That means Byron Murphy, Jordan Hicks. So when I say five-star players, these guys you can count on to make a play to, ca- to change the game around, you know, game-changing play. So that's my intangibles. They need their best players, and then the others will follow. You know what I mean? Like you, you can expect some other – unsung heroes you know Zach Allen is a guy that's making plays you know Corey Peters makes plays 
Um, you know, we know Marcus Golden, but they need their top players, the guys that are you know making the money. They need these guys to start playing better and play as a, a unit and play complementary football. Well, the players that were named to the Pro Bowl, the four players selected, Buda Baker, James Conner, Chandler Jones, Kyler Murray, and how about the nine players selected as alternates? You're doing something right, so you need to keep doing it, and we did not see a lot of players – I don't even think there was a single player last week in Detroit that could walk into that locker room, look themselves in the mirror, and said, I did my job. Yeah, and, and you know, we were trying to figure out who's going to take Hopkins' targets. Well, Christian Kirk was targeted 12 times, A.J. Green 8, I'm sorry, 11, and Zach Ertz. And this may be the game that Zach Ertz is your third down guy. This is the game where he – because Kyle has tried to get the ball to him in the Rams game, and that got picked off on the goal line. So – Again, get that screen game going to slow him down, and Zach Ertz can be your third down guy. Um, and he can also be a guy in between the twenties where it's a safe, uh, it's a safe throw down the the seam. So, I would assume those three guys are still going to get their targets. Don't know, you know, Rondell Moore is going to go. He's not a hundred percent. And then Antoine Wesley just, you know, become a better route runner, come back for the ball, and if you don't catch it, makes you become a defender. By the way, did you see or hear Kurt Warner? earlier this week on the NFL Network. Each week, Bird Gang, he does three quarterbacks under the most pressure for that week. And this week, MJ, he had Kyler Murray and his three quarterbacks, Kirk Cousins, Josh Allen, the other two. But to his point, you look at the individual numbers of Kyler Murray the past two weeks, sub-75 passer rating in each of the past two games. But because of where this team is trending, yeah, the spotlight is bright, and it's going to be the brightest on the quarterback. I just mentioned he doesn't have to do everything, but he needs to play like we all know he's capable of playing through the first 10 games of the regular season. Yeah, and, you know, Kyler talked about, you know, normally on Christmas he watches the NBA. Of course, the Suns will be on earlier in the day against the Warriors. And he said, listen, I love being on this big stage. And, you know, there's another game going on that day between the Packers and and the Browns, and, and Fox has that game, and then you got the Cardinals game. So they're gonna they're gonna be the only game you know on TV, and he looks for, he relishes those moments. So again, uh, he doesn't shy away from that stuff. And and when all the eyeballs are on you, it's kind of like playing on Monday Night Football. Christmas, you're gonna have more people just because people are gathering around watching it. There is nothing I wouldn't say nothing else to do, but it's at the end of Christmas Day. Things can be hectic: presents, family, food. And everyone just at some point likes to take a break, wants to relax. You put on the television, want some live events. Yeah, you got the NBA, but now over the last couple of years, the NFL is sitting there and saying, hey, don't forget about us. And it's going to be a great doubleheader. Again, if you're within the Maricopa County, Phoenix area, you get Fox 10, you can watch the game. If you happen to listen to Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, outside of that area, outside of Arizona. One, we thank you. Number two, yeah, you're going to need NFL Network. It's exclusively on NFL Network. But, again, locally, you'll have it on Fox 10. 6.15 is the kickoff. 2.30 p.m. pregame coverage begins on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. It should be a lot of fun. I'm Jay looking forward to it. And it is something that we've all been pointing to for several weeks now. It's another opportunity at home, and you hope, that the fans come ready and come ready to support this team because they're going to need it, maybe more so than any other point in the season. 
they're going to need to hear the Red Sea. Yeah, and, and when the schedule comes out and now, it's not, you know, September and October. you got to think Colts fans that live on the West Coast and probably this is the year that, you know, obviously the way they're playing won seven or last nine games. But I do think it will be pro-Cardinal crowd, pro-Cardinal crowd. And when the obviously when the uh, opposing offense is on the field, be loud and proud because they're going to need it. And they, they feed off the crowd. And they feed off, you know, making big plays. And when they make a big stop on defense, it's known that you can hear the Red Sea and the Bird Gang. So go there and be loud because there's a lot at stake that night. Love what I've read about the Indianapolis Colts. It's just unfortunate that they're the opponent this week because the more I read MJ, the more I like the Indianapolis Colts under head coach Frank Reich. And I'm still curious how they lost six games. And started off 0-3 and 1-4 based off the talent that they have and how well they're playing. But it goes back to how do you get there? How do you get to the destination, the journey? And the journey for the Indianapolis Colts is one that is trending up. The journey for the Arizona Cardinals as we address everyone here on this Thursday, December 23rd, is trending down. And yeah, they are 10-4, and but how do they get to 10-4? and And that they cannot shake. They can correct it. They can force people to be talking about something else with a win on Saturday. Otherwise, the talk is going to continue, and then we'll have to focus on a trip at Dallas, a team that right now is tied with you, but because they have eight wins in the conference, they're the two seed right now. And I, they can still catch the Green Bay Packers, so you know a Cowboys team at home is going to be dangerous. Yeah, and what's interesting is, you know, the Cardinals under Cliff Kingsbury, they've done a good job against the AFC. Now, a couple of years ago, obviously losing to Miami and in uh, New England, but they already beat the Jets and, and the Bills. Here, they knocked off the Titans. They knocked off the Jaguars. And they knocked off Houston, even though they got off to a little start. So they can go 4-0 against this division. And, and that, then that division is really a two-team race. Uh, where the Colts are chasing the Titans. 4-0 and oh against the AFC, the Arizona Cardinals. It's not always the record you want to have against an out-of-conference <laughs> schedule. You want to be good in the division, so and you want to saying, be good within the conference. You're saying you, you would you would go 2-2 two and two there and then take the, the win against the Panthers and the Lions? Yes. We would, we would be feeling a lot better if, the, if they beat the Lions, I can tell you that. In a perfect world, if you're going to give me 10 wins and tell me how to get those 10 wins, yeah, yeah I'm taking four losses against the AFC. Well, look, last year they went 4-0 against the NFC East, the NFC least. I mean, would they, who would they face again last year was um, Andy Dalton. Jalen Hurts, who's playing really well. Um, Colt McCoy and Daniel Jones, right? That's right. Colt the, McCoy came in the, after that. Didn't late. they face Dwayne Haskins in week two? Yeah, because I don't think he had been replaced by then. No. So they go 4-0 against the Cowboys. Now they avoid, you know, obviously Dak Prescott. Um, but, yeah, I mean, hey, if you beat a division like that, at the end of the year, Craig, they don't ask you how you won. They ask you how many wins you have, and then that's based on your seeding. And did you or did you not make the playoffs? Correct. And that's the goal for the Arizona Cardinals, win and you're in. It's the third time we've had to say that here on Cardinals Cover 2, presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. Hopefully this is the last time we'll have to speak about that here leading into a game. This Final note, I found it interesting during Thursday's media availability, both Buda Baker and Chandler Jones addressed the media at the same time. One, they're very good friends. Two, both selected to the Pro Bowl. But 
later in that press availability, the questions kept asking about, you know, trying to get over this three and four stretch and what's it going to take. And Chandler Jones mentioned this, which I thought was interesting. And it I don't know if it was players only, that whole players only meeting, but Chandler brought up the fact that, quote, they went around the room and asked players who had been in this position either in the playoffs or in this close to make the playoffs. Not a lot of arms went up in the air. And Chandler Jones's point was, quote, you have to capitalize when you're in this position because, as we've seen, you're not guaranteed to be in this position ever again. The greatest example is Dan Marino. Gets to the Super Bowl, what, his first or second year, and said, this is easy. Never got there again. You're this close. The 2021 Arizona Cardinals are this close. You have to be able to finish Capitalize, the word that Chandler Jones used. Love it. Sum it up. Capitalize. Capture the moment. Don't let the Lions loss carry over to this game where you lose three in a row. You, you don't – listen, if you lose three in a row in the NFL, the sky's falling. Everyone's going to be calling for jobs and everything else. And this team has done a good job focusing on one week at a time. Uh, clearly it didn't go the way they wanted. They, that game's behind them. But don't let that Lions game carry over. Otherwise, you're going to stub your toe, and that won't. That's not going to, you know, put you in position to, to uh, make the postseason. Don't lose twice to the Lions. That's e- exactly right. Even though they're not the opponent on Saturday, get that Lions game out of your head and focus. That's on a the great way of saying. Colts. Don't lose that Lions game Saturday. Final note here on Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. Did you happen to catch episode 11 of Cardinals Folktales? Snow Day to Tampa Bay. It is available right now on YouTube.com slash Cardinals for all Cardinals podcasts. But the 11th and final episode of Cardinals Folktales, looking back at that Cardinals 2008 season, specifically the game in New England, snowstorm, and then the plane ride back in which it took the team several hours to land back in Arizona. I believe it was 4.17 or 4.20 a.m. after they had been beaten and beaten soundly by the New England Patriots, 47-7. to And, then of course, the week of practice in the rain and the cold weather, Ken Wisenhunt had this team in full pads. Yeah, and uh, Chris Collinsworth, they were 9-7. and seven. Again, just win your division. Get in. They hosted, they hosted the 11 and 5 Falcons. And I want to say the Panthers were 13 and 3 or 14 and 2. And Jake DeLome, kind of like Carson in the NFC Championship, six turnovers, five uh, interceptions, and one fumble. I don't think he still recovered. And then the Giants knock off the Eagles. The next thing they're hosting, and I'm standing on the field with uh, Dan Bickley, and we're watching the confetti come down. And little, there were grown men crying which obviously that loss propelled that team to make a run because obviously they weren't prepared to play in that cold weather. And, and, and again, on that trip, the first thing you do when you wake up, maybe get that wake-up call, and now you probably have a phone. You don't need to worry about it. You, you open those curtains. It was even earlier than that. When they landed, there was snow on the ground. And according to Bertram Berry and Michael Adams, Gabe Watson, it was that Friday when they landed that many people thought the Cardinals were already beaten. <laughs> and then a walkthrough on Saturday in the snow in which Dominic Rogers Cromarty saw snow for the first time in his life. That's another episode, another Jeez. where the team 
most likely lost that game before kickoff. Yeah, and he's skinning near me, so I'm sure he was one of the guys standing <laughs> by the uh, he's standing by the heaters. It's a great look back at that 2008 season and a subtle reminder about the Arizona Cardinals 2021. Sometimes it doesn't matter how you got in as long as you get in. Cardinals, once again, opportunity to punch their ticket this week. Cardinals Folktales, again, youtube.com slash azcardinals. Don't forget, original audio podcast available by searching Cardinals Folktales at your favorite podcast provider. And on that note, we will put a lid on this edition of Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals Colts, week 16 on Christmas Day. 6.15 is the kickoff. Fox 10, Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. Spend your Christmas Day with us. Watch the Cardinals play and beat the Indianapolis Colts. As always, special thanks to our executive producer, Jim Omohundro. For Mike Jarecki, I'm Craig Riolu. We'll talk to you next time here on Cardinals Cover 2.